my name is David Michelle, and I run I run my family's uh, apple and cherry orchard in Oliver, BC. Uh, in addition to that, I also help my dad and uncle manage an apple packing house called Fairview Orchards. Yeah, it's Manny Gill, and I'm a farmer in Kelowna. I farm mostly cherries, apples, and wine grapes. Uh, my name is Katie Sardinia, and I'm, I guess, a co-manager at Kaleidoscope Fruit Ranch in Summerland, BC. Right. So Hank Markgraf, and longtime apple orchardist from East Kelowna. My name is Josh Brown, and I own a nursery called Similkameen Nurseries. We're located in Coston in the South Similkameen. In the span of your own time in the apple sector, when was the sector functioning at its best? Can you describe that period in terms of what was working so well? So the period that I remember that was working the best was in the late 80s and early 90s when we were the leaders or seen as the leaders in North America with high density apples. And I feel that we were the best at that time and we were moving forward because we were going to other places in the world, seeing what they had done, bringing that back here, trialing and erring, you know, growing that fruit. And we were just making leaps and bounds and getting further ahead. And it was just, it was a great time to be in the industry. Describe the BC apple sector's greatest asset or strength compared to other regions. Uh, I think um, maybe not its greatest, but certainly one of its greatest assets is the uh, sterile insect release program. Simply because it's 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 novel to, uh, to the apple industry, I'd say worldwide, and it's really helped us farmers uh, reduce the amount of spraying we have to do. It also monitors the amount of collie moth in our orchards, so we can you know better assess what our situation is within our own orchards. And you know anything anything that can reduce the amount of time a person spends on a sprayer, you know it's great for my bottom line, and it's also great for the environment. We live in the part of the world where we don't have to use a lot of crop protection sprays. We don't have a lot of scab issues. We don't have a lot of fungus issues. We don't have very many insect issues. I think that the biggest asset in the BC apple sector is the fact that we have so many small and medium sized farms, largely because we are very diverse and diversity is the basis of resilience. We also have this great market called Western Canada that we can sell our fruit into and they are loyal to us beyond belief and I think we could just build on that. What is the greatest internal threat to the apple sector in BC? Um, I believe it's, it's us the farmers itself because it's what's basically happening happening is we're not getting the return we want it's in low cost of production so really it's like we got to look at other commodities that we can plant that are going to make us a better return. I think that uncertainty and environmental constraints and environmental challenges at the moment are probably facing the apple industry in a way that's creating a level of instability in the decision-making for growers. Our lack of wanting to educate ourselves and our internal fighting to try and get better pricing. You know, at one point, um, all apples were marketed through a single marketing board, um, through a single packing house. But of course, at that point, and everybody was doing generally pretty well. But at that point, some growers understood that they could do better if they went off on their own. And so they negotiated and 
um, basically it was broken up and now we have independent packing houses. I think that the actual problem is that these, a lot of the independents, you know, we're at a moment right now where we need to come together and cooperate, but a lot of them don't see that if we don't do that and if the sector collapses, that their success right now is only temporary. Because if we lose too many apple growers, then we're going to lose the infrastructure on which we all depend. So that's like their island sector lease, um, things like that. Yeah, the greatest internal threat is just poor quality. If BC apples don't look very nice, people aren't going to want to buy them. They're not going to look specifically for that BC brand. And uh, if that happens, it just you know reduces the demand for your product. And then people are kind of forced to try and lower their prices to create more an incentive for the wholesalers to buy from you. So, and then just the overall industry gets kind of a bad name and it kind of brings down, you know, grower returns overall. And then, and then growers maybe start planting other options like grapes or something like that. So I, yeah, I would say poor quality is the biggest internal threat. What is the greatest external threat to the apple sector in BC? Uh, one is, I would say the success of the wine industry. You know, it's, it's, it's a good thing that it's there, but it's certainly a threat to the apple industry because it means people have something else to plant. The external threat is that the market in Canada and the world has evolved to a point where it's not returning enough to the farmer. So in Canada, we have estimated uh, 80 to 85 percent of the market is taken up by five major retailers. And in that environment, an industry as small as ours, um, any of the packing houses, they don't have any leverage in price negotiations. If you could snap your fingers and make a significant change to the apple sector in BC, what would it be? I would make, you know, make get us uh, 75 cents a pound return per, per pound, right? But obviously that's, you know, that would be amazing. People would be planting apples, you know, all over the valley then. I'd have everybody wake up and realize that if we all went organic, we could create a, a, a region that was um, truly organic and beyond organic, and we could increase biodiversity, we could keep our yields up, we could um, um, do a lot of wonderful things. Combining passion for production with passion for entrepreneurship. When you consider the apple sector as it is now, is there anything that frustrates you? What frustrates me about the apple sector is this continual infighting and not realizing that the rest of the world is moving on and getting past us. And again, I just think that's a, a large threat to, to us continuing to move forward, continuing to get new varieties, continuing to grow more high quality fruit per acre. I just, I'm, I'm very worried about that. I would say just a lack of transparency. Um, it would, it would nice, it, it would be nice to have a better idea of, um, of what, you know, prices are um, across different different packers and farms, and even, you know, uh, like I mentioned, Washington State. It would be nice to have a better idea of exactly what they're selling for. You go to any grocery store, any sort of apple you see is, you know, there's nothing less than two dollars a pound. Um, whereas, like, we're getting, you know, on average, let's say, twenty five cents a pound for for Gala or Ambrosia apples. Describe the best case scenario for what BC's apple sector looks like in ten years. Okay, yeah. So um, imagine a future where we are, our region comes to be known for how many varieties we grow and how delicious our apples are. I, I think we should be a special. I think we should be known um, for 
the, yeah, the diversity of varieties. We have this situation now, there seems to be in the industry sort of a preoccupation with this idea of creating these really capital intensive marketed varieties. It's like, this is our special variety that we grow here. And I think that that's a good strategy to do partly, but it's sort of risky and they've tried to do it for years and years and every time it kind of fails in some new way, which farmers end up suffering from. Most farmers are growing high quality fruit. And um, one thing we really need is we need, I would say five, um, I'd say, you know, five different apple varieties that, that, that consumers are willing to pay a premium price for. Um, there's a lot of club varieties uh, out there now. It, it would be nice if we could have, you know, five of our own clubs. Describe the worst case scenario for what BC's apple sector looks like in 10 years. There's a critical point at which the infrastructure for our industry fails. SIR is no longer viable. Companies are no longer bringing in um, pesticides and crop protection products that are necessary for us. And we have to um, increase shipping costs and that sort of thing. So that will then drive more people out of the industry because it'll be more expensive and more difficult. Um, and of course, there's the demographic crisis. So yeah, nobody comes into farming. Nobody can afford it. Um, that's, and we have very little farming around. The ALR gets eroded. Um, tree dieback continues. And uh, what we have, worst case scenario, is like yeah, more consolidation, bigger farms, more homogenous, more environmental and social costs that are borne by society. It basically becomes a hobby industry where you have, you know, maybe a few guys that are seriously growing apples and packing apples. But uh, I mean, like really where it's kind of non-existent, you know, where, where suddenly we can't support things like SIR. Like you have to have a certain amount of apple acreage to be able to support things like SIR or, you know, to justify having things like extension services or, you know, different, di different programs that, that we need. So, you know, if the acreage gets smaller, then it will affect everyone, even those that want to stay in apples. It, it, you know, apples were the original, original fruit that was been growing here in the valley, right? And it'd be, it'd be really sad to see if, you know, in 10 years there, we had no apples in the valley here. So it's, you know, farmers keep getting lower and lower returns and there's much better money in a different commodity. And yeah, I mean, it's going to be, you know, you're going to see more and more apples being pulled out of orchards. Another one of my deep fears right now is that early season and late season drought is going to be a limiting factor in our region. I really think we need to talk more about this and talk with irrigation purveyors about water being available earlier and later in the season, potentially in certain years when that is safe for the irrigation system. Where do you like to get information to improve your business? How do you sift through the overwhelming amount of info to find what's valuable? I think, you know, I, I still read The Good Fruit Grower. There's a lot of good information in that. I'm a member of the International Fruit Tree Association. There's a lot of great uh, information there. And then I just go down to Washington State. There's lots of information there. Go to their Hort Forum. And they're so willing to share um, that it just it is pretty easy to get that information. You know, talking to people, uh, talking to horticulturalists, talking to agronomists, uh, just talking to good farmers, uh, people that I know, you know, do a good job. Uh, certainly my uncles and my parents, because they were good farmers. So, you know, I kind of have an inside advantage there. I'll try and find things like podcasts if I can. I know some of the universities in the States, they're putting out some podcasts that uh, have some useful information. 
the good fruit grower magazine is, is huge. I find there's, you know, there's always, there's always really valuable stuff in there. Farming is hard. Why do you stick with it? What do you think about in the hard times? Sometimes I wonder if the liability we have all adopted and have accepted as part of doing this particular business is acceptable. <laughs> well, in the hard times, I think about I think about my friends that have nice secure jobs with good pensions and I wonder, you know, maybe I should have done that after all. Um it is hard, especially the last couple of years have been very hard. Um but I love being covered in bugs when I'm out working. I love manual labor. I love being in my trees. Um, I love thinning when I'm like, especially thinning actually, because that's when all the harvest men are out and the spiders, there's tons of spiders and they're just all over the place and I can see them live. It's just like a, it's a beautiful, wonderful life and it's worth, worth it for that. Part of it is just uh, like, this is what my family's done forever. Uh, my grandparents came immigrated from Portugal with my dad and uncles in 65. I enjoy the hard work. I enjoy working outside and I enjoy being one with nature. And I know that sounds kind of goofy, but I, I do enjoy doing that. I love it. It's my passion. I wouldn't, I would never be doing anything else. Um, someone's got to do it. It's, uh, it's not for everyone. Um, but, you know, I feel like the farmers, we do our, we do what we do is because we love, we love, we love what we do. That liability has to be balanced by lifestyle, good profits, and I'm gonna I'm gonna add to that and 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 include a contingency plan. You ask any farmer, and there's and they're big gamblers, and you know gambling is kind of addictive. Like you'll have like four bad years in a row, and then you'll just kind of start wondering if it's worth it, if you should continue on. And then you hit that one year where everything just lines up really well, you make good money, things go smoothly, and it's it's just really rewarding when that happens. And it just keeps you, it just keeps you going. I, I have read a lot of Russian prison literature in my life. Um, it's really hard times. Reading about other people's suffering has made me, you know, understand that I can make it through anything as well. So I'm a big fan of Russian prison literature. So I, I encourage other farmers to give it a try. <laughs> I also enjoy the fact that I've been doing this my entire life. And although we prune and thin and pick kind of at the same time every year there has been no two years that have been the same and so that challenge of having something a little different every year is just so enjoyable